0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of
1: Mind Pump, for the first half of this episode, Adam, Justin, and myself have some fun conversation. We talk about Matt Lauer. Hey. That disgusting another pig. Another one. He just got fired for sexual another harassment. Another one is right, man. And the fall of the Hollywood elites. It's like, it seems like every other week, a new one is uh, getting accused of being-
2: I thought that would accuse just Justin's Another One Bites the Dust song over there, dude. Yeah. I'm a little don't, disappointed don't, in you, dude. Don't. There it is.
1: Another ba-dum, one ba-dum, bites the- Very nice. <laughs> uh, we go. talk about Mark Wahlberg. I think we have a crush on him. Marky Mark. Yeah. That's right. Uh We talk He's about the, one of the best movies of all time, a cinematic- Masterpiece. Cinematic adventure. Uh, <laughs> Predator. Cinematic adventure. Epic opus We talk about Predator. Action. I actually watched Predator with my son for the first time, and we bonded over it. Uh, and we talk about appropriate movies for kids. And then we talk about yeah. Justin's son he's and a, his criminal activity. He's a, he's a <laughs> burglar. <laughs> he burgled. Uh, he burgled. He burgled. I'm not happy about And it. we talk about Elf on the Shelf. Also, we mentioned... Uh, our sponsor Organifi, they make organic products like uh, protein powders, green juices. We actually mentioned- For all of you that are addicted to monster drinks. Yeah, we talk about that later in this episode and, and using green juice to kind of wean yourself off of some of these stimulants. Anyhow, if you go to uh enter the code MINDPUMP, no space, you'll get a discount on everything on there. Also, if you tune in to the end of the episode, so you got to wait to the very end, I give you- the tip of the week, and I talk about occlusion training and how effective it is. Then we get into the questions. The first question was What are some ways that we practice becoming uncomfortable? Hmm. Uh, you know, being uncomfortable is what forces growth. So this person uses the examples of like researching opposing views or taking cold showers, whatever. What do we do to make ourselves uncomfortable? The next question was This individual is pretty much addicted to the low carb blue monster drinks. Uh, how do they stop? So if you find yourself addicted to caffeine, coffee, whatever, what is a good method to get yourself off those things so that you can get your body acting normal again? The third question was, uh, this particular individual is a female, she's very fit, and she's asking if we've ever had female clients that are insecure about their muscles. Now this person loves their muscles, loves working out. But feels uncomfortable, probably because people are staring at her. We looked at her pictures on Instagram. It's because you look good. That's why they're staring at you. Right. Uh, And the final talk to the hand. The final question was: (laughs) Did you just say talk to the hand? Uh (laughs) When the fuck did someone say Uh that's (laughs) less? I'm bringing it back. (laughs) Then, then the final question was: Do we think that having a higher level of education in health and exercise science degree would help someone get an edge? in the fitness industry. Uh, great conversation there. We talk about alternatives to higher education and college. Also, we're coming up on January. It's we're, we're, we're moving into the busiest time of the year in fitness. Lots of people get started on their workouts and nutrition in January. Most of them stop by the time April, May roll around, which is horrible. And Part of it is because the programs that they do are not effective. They don't like them. They're not fun. Their body doesn't respond or they do the wrong thing. They get results real quick and then they stop getting results and they plateau. Well, here's our advice. If you go to mindpumpmedia.com, enroll yourself in some of our MAPS programs. And the one I'm going to recommend is the MAPS Super Bundle. Now, what that is is it includes several of our most popular MAPS programs. You get MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Aesthetic, MAPS Performance. I believe you get MAPS Prime and MAPS Anywhere. Basically, it's a year of exercise programs. So you can start early. You can get a head start on 2018 and basically have the entire year planned out with your workouts. You'll know exactly what to do every single week. You'll you'll have different phases, different adaptations, exercise demos. So you can go through the site and you can see the exercises. And we teach it like personal trainers do. We're just not showing you uh, the exercise. We're actually teaching you the exercise and technique, and the intent. Uh, you get blueprints. It's the most complete program you'll find anywhere. Uh, and if you want more information, just go to mindpumpmedia.com. <laughs> what? what was that? <laughs> it's my new thing. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what that sounds That's like? Weird. <clears throat> That's weird. That's <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Whenever Daniel son fuck up on something. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> wax on, n- n- wax n- n- off n- n- Hey, uh, Another
1: one bites the dust. Uh-huh. Who bit the dust? <laughs> Another <laughs> one nah, bites the nah. today's <shh> guy, the Today Show guy. Oh, Matt Lauer. Another one yes. bites the dust. <laughs> Fucking fire. Was he fired or did he quit? He fired. What, did he? Fi- Let me look that up. I think he might have, you're right. I think he fired. Wow. No, no, no. He for was- sexual
3: misconduct. Misconduct. So is he just uh, rampaging around the
2: office? What is
1: he doing? I don't know, but I'd like to know. Running around with his wanker out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, all I, these fuckers, man, man, all these fuckers don't in I, power. Don't you? Do, I feel I smell a conspiracy yeah.
2: against Matt Lauer. Just not even. It's <laughs> not about him. It's more about Hollywood. It's more Hollywood's about- Hollywood's
1: going down in flames. That's
2: what I'm saying. It's it's about mm. all these people that I have,
1: couldn't be happier
2: that have been in these like news right. anchors, actors, actresses, and so. Although we're not getting a lot of females, right? There's not a lot of men
1: complaining about being sexually harassed. Why is that? Hmm. Uh, th- uh, It's because we like it? No, is that why? Uh-huh. no, it's because you don't feel threatened. Is that yeah. what it is? 100%. Let me like, so this is, and I'm glad you said this. I actually had this conversation a while ago with my girlfriend because we were going back and forth about this. Would oh, you guys debate this? We, uh, it wasn't a debate, it was more of a discussion. And because I said to her, I said, you know, I said, women, uh, I've been cat called and I've had women grab my ass right. and this and that. And she said, "Yeah, but you don't feel threatened." And I, and I, you know, she's right. I don't feel threatened. So I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, imagine if you were in a world where, uh, or you were in a place where all of a sudden you're around a bunch of dudes that were, you know, like the size, the size of uh, what's his name, the the dude that we interviewed, Robert Oberst, um, Oberst, Obers, like a strong man. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you were around a bunch of six foot seven, four hundred pound, and they, were all, and they were all aggressive gay men. And they're all trying to fuck you. You know what I mean? They're all trying to mess with you. Whoa. Yeah. You, you would be like, yeah. you, any comment, right? Any comment, one of them looks at you and goes, hey, nice butt. I would be like in a constant state of puckered. Yeah. You'd, You'd be know? like, goes, oh, shit. Quit. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't no. comment, my, comment on my butt. Yeah. You're trying to be sexual me. That's the difference. The difference is the threat. Right, because we mm-hmm. we have we're we're bigger, we're stronger, yeah, we're yeah, that makes so. a lot of sense. Although I feel like women, because of that, they they
2: get away with a little more aggressive. Like, of course, they do. I've never seen another man like I've never been out or been with a buddy and seen a guy, you know, just inappropriately like grab a girl's pussy or grab her oh, in the geez. boobs. Yeah. I have I've had women do that before. Grab you in the, in I've your, had women grab me right in the dick. dick. I've had women junk. grab me in the ass and been like. Yeah. aggressive like that. And it's like, whoa, yeah.
1: I'm not ready for that. It's because they, they, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can. They, and they, they know can. that they know you're not going to feel threatened by it. Yeah, what could, am I going to do? Throw an elbow to it? Yeah, yeah. Cause you could like, yeah, if a girl tries to mess like, with hey. you, yeah, you could yeah. just hold her with one hand and be like, <laughs> get away. Right. Yeah. But like, they can mine. But how about this? What if you had a boss? What if you were in a job, you're supporting your family. Like you got kids, you got a home, you got a mortgage. Oh, yeah. You're working hard at this job. You really love your work. And you got this new female boss. She's a 65 this year old. This is like that Bad Boss movie. Yeah, Have you ever except, seen that yeah the, the, except Jennifer Aniston's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you got like this, like us say this sixty-five-year-old just, just creepy, disgusting, creepy creepy woman. Yeah. yeah. And she pulls you in the office and just says, and you know, like, fuck, if I say something, I'm gonna get fired, and I can't pay my bills. Mm. And if I do something, I'm gonna cheat. Like this is horrible. What do you do? Right, right. You know what I mean? You sue them. Yeah. That's what you do.
2: No, that's yeah. it's it's exactly what you do. You. I just think it's kind of crazy. All this is coming out right now. Hmm. I think it's like it's not like we have like new pedophiles or new fucking freaks and like inappropriate people like in it's Hollywood. just more shits coming out. Yeah, it's just all of a sudden it, all the stuff. The is, internet, man. <clears throat> yep, it, it's yep. leveling the yeah, playing field. Yeah, but the internet didn't evolve like like the last six months. I know. You know what I'm saying I like all like, yeah, it. of it's like I feel like there's there's somebody else behind all this that hmm. would like to see Hollywood.
1: You know what I think? I think this stuff's been happening forever. Yeah, uh, I think, I think all you're, maybe you're right, Adam, that stuff's been happening. So like, okay, we'll hold this. We have this on you. And then when we want to change the guard, and they want to release we'll it. They'll release it. Or, yeah. or what happens a lot of times is that, uh, when one thing comes out, it gives courage to the other people hmm. who then want to speak up. And you see this all the time, right? Like Bill Cosby, yeah. he had like a couple, like one woman come out and then all of a sudden more and more women coming out saying, yeah, yeah, he did that to me because now you feel courageous and it, it, you can't underestimate how scary it is to call someone out, especially when they're a person in power or like that. What's that guy's name? Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein or whatever? The, Weinstein. Weinstein. Weinstein, excuse me. That The other guy's a, a, sc- a scumbag Harvey too. Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. What a, what a scumbag, right? But the dude can literally make or break your career. right. Like right, literally, yeah. like if you want to be an actress and you want to make, money in Hollywood and you rub him the wrong way, he 100% can ruin your entire life and it'll never happen again. And so a lot of women just dealt with it and didn't say Now, how many do you
2: think are false claims? Do you think that this happens? Because you know that with that comes also the other people that see like, oh, wow, I can try and seek retribution. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure.
1: I think false claims, of course, of course they exist, but... Uh, I don't think they're super common. I do think they exist, of course, hundred percent. But yeah. I don't fuck, man. Take them, take these fuckers down. Because for me, when I look at, I look at these celebrities that we create them. So here's the funny thing: back in the in the in the past, we had kings and queens, right? We had these people that ruled over us. And these people that we worshipped, we don't have that anymore. But now we create it. Yeah. Like we create. Like we, we still long for that for some reason. Weird, right? Yeah. Like who are these fucking idiots? Okay, yeah, great. Who cares. You're an artist, okay? You can act and you can sing. That's great. You know, yeah. here take. You know, I'll pay for a ticket. Now shut up. I don't want to hear about anything else. Yeah, you have a talent. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to cool. hear you fucking lecturing me on on yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. Or it's, your
3: or
2: your political advice.
3: Yeah,
1: especially <laughs> when you're a massive hypocrite. Like you got you know uh, Leonardo DiCaprio flying around in a private jet that probably produces more, you know, pollution than all of us combined will ever produce in our entire life. And he's going around lecturing people on like you need to like cut down on your carbon footprint. And he's got he's got massive houses that are wasting tons of energy and yet he's he's lecturing people. Or you've got these celebrities saying, We need to eliminate guns from society and they have bodyguards. <laughs> Yeah. Of course you can say that cuz you got bodyguards, dude. Right, what about yeah. the freaking what about the lady that's a single mom over there who's got to, you know, right, right. protect her kids cuz she's oh, in, right, a in a bad neighborhood. neighborhood, right? Yeah, like she can't afford a bodyguard. She can afford a 9mm, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. She can't afford a bodyguard, so yeah, fuck these people. Yeah. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that the whole time when we were driving oh, through man. LA, remember that? Yeah. We we're driving through Hollywood. Yeah. All the big houses. And I'm like, look at these fucking would oh, <laughs> pedo- you say what we decided yeah, yeah. <laughs> either bad drivers, pedophiles,
3: or what was it? I don't, <laughs> was I such don't such know, a... <laughs> but that was like your only options. Like, Super over driving. A... I'm like, yeah. wow. Just uh, well, I guess in we're not going to get
1: any of them on our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, so. <laughs> out there. Yeah, We're yeah. yeah, <laughs> <they're laughs> trying to. Who are we trying to contact right now to get on the show? What's his name? uh Who? who? Marky Mark Wahlberg. There you go, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, because he's got a supplement line. So I'm thinking, hey. Yeah, maybe no, it, he'll want to get on Mind Pump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if hey, you know man. if you know Mark Wahlberg, let him know. I would love to. Actually, Wahlberg would be a great person. He, seems, come, like a, he, he seems, seems like he seems like would be a fun guest. To, yeah, to no, me. no, he I doesn't mean, seem pretentious or anything. He mm-hmm. Seems like he's legit. Yeah, yeah, no, I,
2: I think you have to be if you started in a boy band, right? Yeah, I, think yeah. You, I mean, again, he's a rapper, dude. Dude, yeah. he, well he started Boy Band first, right? No, and, that's his brother. That was Donnie. Oh, I thought he was I
1: thought he was No, his his brother was in, in New, uh, Kids New Kids on, Kids the, on the Block. Block. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I thought
2: I thought Wahlberg had has his own had his own Who knows? Maybe no. he did it with he him He was for in a while.
1: the he had the Funky Bunch.
2: Remember uh, Marky yeah. Mark Mark in the Funky Bunch? Right, yeah. but I thought he originally Jeff, I thought Jeff, he originally Jeff. started with New Kids on the Block and then yeah. he and then he did his own thing afterwards. So he no. wasn't Oh, he was never a part no. of it. Huh? But I think they both I do remember him coming out on stage with his shirt off though. Come on, come on.
3: Yeah. And then he got, he got, he he was like the first one that really had the six pack and like all the girls were just like,
1: "Ah!" this, this guy. So most of our listeners have no idea, but if you look up old Marky Mark, this dude, he would go to basketball games, like big games and shit. And then, you know, the crowd would cheer and he'd go out to the middle of the floor and he would pull his pants down. Yeah. He would pull his pants down, yeah. and all he would have on were his It'd do that like his boxer move with his with his hands doing like the chop, like you know, no like, yeah, no yeah, joke. Yeah. His pants were around his ankles, and he'd have boxer briefs on, yeah. and the fucking crowd would go nuts, Wait, berserk. <laughs> and then he got sponsored by Calvin Klein. Yeah. You know what I mean? So R- brilliant. I'm going to try the same yeah. method.
2: It yeah. <laughs> would never <laughs> work. Just random places. I'm just going to drop my pants. Yeah. Sooner or later, sooner Cloud. Come on, come on. I'm just <laughs> like, throw your pants down. Right. So Calvin like, Klein's going to call me sooner or later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it won't work for gotta, me. Yeah. That's, endo- that's my first question for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, like How yeah. did you do that? Yeah, how, like, what, yeah. what possessed you to would, w- wouldn't work for me with the underwear I wear. I'll pull him down and be like, what the fuck is He's also
2: part of, didn't he, he produced... Uh, entourage, Entourage, yeah. and then he also didn't he co-produce with The Rock? I think Ballers. I think that's The Rock. Oh, okay. I think that's The Rock. Dude, he's, uh, he's got a couple other ones that I. He's kind I of like. about it. Didn't he yeah, grow up he kind he of rough?
1: Didn't him and his brother grow up a little rough? Uh,
2: yeah, remember the the movie? Uh, there's a movie that's kind of based off his life. It's not complete. It's not uh, considered a true story, but a lot of the events is based off. And it's what it's called Brothers or something like that. Brothers or I something. Know. So, I don't know something I like no that. Good. But I think it. I think there's some. I think I remember seeing an interview he did where he said like a lot of the mm. stuff that happened in that movie is based off of his childhood. That's awesome, right,
1: mm. dude? Uh, speaking of movies, I had I'm so so. There's a new milestone that I've reached now with uh, my kids. Well, my son in particular. Bro, how? how remind he, me, your your son's 12, 11, 12. Oh, 12. Okay, he just turned twelve. Okay, so this is yeah, this not is just, borderline, not just this is he,
3: appropriate, but borderline. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. turned
1: twelve in uh, in the summer, <clears> and um, he's reaching the age now where I can watch certain movies with him you know there's a lot of movies you can't watch with kids that you like because they're either too violent or too scary or whatever right but now he's 12 and you know i know he cusses with his friends and all that stuff i've talked about that on the show he's a good kid so we were home and my daughter had to go somewhere with uh my ex with my ex so it's just me and him chilling and i'm like oh fuck let's watch predator
3: like <laughs> one of the greatest, the all-time, you know, greatest
2: action movies ever, dude. If here's the great thing about, I one, think that's a very good neutral twelve-year-old boy, movie. bro. It's, oh, dude, it's yeah.
1: one of the greatest. So here's the thing: it's like you, what a hero should look like. You have you all know, you, your favorite <laughs> movies when you're, you know, when you're growing up that you love, and you get the feeling of watching it again for the first time because now you you're watch sharing it. it with somebody. It's else. like yes. Disneyland for dudes. Dude, my predator. He must have told me to shut up. Ten times because, like, someone quoting happen. it. Oh like, yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Did oh, you yeah. see that? Did you see that? Yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. What's the matter, Dylan? Pushing too many pencils. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing all the lines and shit, and he's like, "Shut up! You're ruining it." You know. And,
2: and, have fun tonight. How's that
1: fun tonight. Yeah, I told him so. Many, like so many scenes were coming up, and I'm like, "Okay, watch this. Watch this." And he's like, "I'm watching." Okay, like, no, <laughs> there's no need for you to. And then he, and then Jesse Ventura with the freaking minigun. Oh, yeah. My son's like, that's the sickest. I'm like, right? Like, yeah. when I first saw that.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude, just shredding trees, like, just, just cut you know, down just the whole being board. an assholes, yeah. Like, just, yeah.
1: I told him when I was, and, and he's like, I told, when I was a kid and I saw that, I was like, why don't they have every soldier I have this? We'd win every war. Oh, yeah, <laughs> It was <laughs> so, <laughs> such a great, and then the one-liners, you know, and he's cracking up and he's like, yeah. You know, he's like, he actually kicked the door down and said, knock, knock, and then shot everybody. In the <laughs> knock, and knock. And I'm like, that's when action heroes yeah, were badass. That's, the, that's, the bad. <laughs> that's when they were awesome. Not yeah, like they those are the today. Days. So I'm trying to think of another movie <clears throat> that I want to watch with him that was awesome.
3: I mean, you got to get like Conan
1: in there for so sure. So Conan could be cool. You know what the other, was? so he asked me about Alien. Remember Aliens, the Ooh. first one? That might be a little scary. A little huh? scary. Yeah, it's a little it's a little creepy man. That's definitely more scary. Yeah. But he the reason why he asked me that was because all he knows about Predator is Predator versus Aliens. Well, what are you what do oh. you
2: are, do you are do you right now at his age, this is a thought process um, Okay, I'm okay with more violence, but not so much scary or swear words. Like, where which one? Because I I can think of movies like a like Beverly Hills Cop was such a classic movie. Oh, from yeah, my grown that's up. great. But that also there's a lot of f bombs in that. Yeah, so like, no, yeah.
1: I, I don't care about the cussing. It's uh, if it's too like gore is kind of okay, but mm. if it's have you watched Scary, uh, Scary, Creepy, Big Trouble, Little Challenge? China oh, yeah. I, I showed him that when he was like, oh, yeah. when he was nine. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was wow. That All was right. one of the first ones. You got that. One I in. did fuck up a couple times. Not gonna lie. Yeah, there were a couple times I showed I showed you know movies to my kids and then it kind of scarred them a little bit. Like I, I well, showed you, them
2: I gremlins. I think I think, oh, I think yeah. you I think you have to do that to figure out where the line is, right? Because you yeah. don't know you don't know where it's at. As I wouldn't know where to go. Like I wouldn't know like okay, my child's seven. Yeah. You know what's the, what's the appropriate age I could show him a certain Ethan was
3: like. I mean, he was like three, and I showed him Star Wars, you know. And I couldn't help it; like I was it's like, "Too it, soon!" <laughs> it was way too soon. He doesn't you get know? it, but he, no, not only that, like I was getting like grief from from Courtney and from my mom and everybody, like you know, because it was like. You know, it's it's like space violence. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not even it's like lasers, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, lost an
1: arm, you know, big deal. Yeah, but it came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a big deal. It wasn't like scarring. Yeah, I feel like Star Wars wouldn't be bad. It's not yeah. bad. I mean, no, some I, people think it is. But. I showed him Star Wars a while the Matrix I showed him last year, which he loved the Matrix. He thought it was so awesome. So that was a good one. So I think Aliens might be the one. We'll yeah. see. We'll test that one that's out.
2: That's a that's a horror movie though. It's a bit just remember that. Yeah. 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 Fuck. How are the kids for you guys right now? Are you guys dealing with anything right now? Holidays are always, I feel like, for for parents. Like, uh, oh yeah. yeah, I had a little little snafu. Oh yeah, you did. I was like what debating happened? on talking
3: about what but, happened. But, this well, is great, dude. Like, this is one of those things. Like, we had we had an interesting day yesterday already. And uh, like, I got home, and I appreciate I appreciate this part. Um, about like how my wife handles things and stuff. Like she, she knew exactly like, like not to tell me, you know, if I'm not there because like, I, I kind of like lose it a little bit, you know, like I want to be there to like confront whatever issues are there and like, let's talk it out and like, let me handle it and let me, well, what happened? Discipline or whatever needs to happen. Well, so, um, so we had the cousins over like after Thanksgiving and um, they're all playing nice and everything. And, and, Ethan's really into Legos, and um, you know we do a lot with like stop motion, and we're getting him all involved with like um, these these little miniature characters and stuff that he he creates like his own little movies and stuff. So he's really into it, and so he was like getting his cousin like really into it with him, and so he had um, he had him play with him and stuff, and and then actually gave him like two of his figurines to leave like ones that he doesn't play with anymore. He thought it was a nice gesture, you know. He's a good kid. And, uh, he does stuff like that every now and then he's very thoughtful, but, um, I come to find out that like, I wasn't able to go to this, um, uh, cause I was working, I wasn't able to go to this, this party, um, that all the family went to. And so they were there. And <clears throat> so, um, his cousin brought his own figurines to the party. And so they're all playing with him and all this stuff. And so, uh, my son just decides, oh, well, I'm just going to take these. And so he steals toys from his cousin <laughs> oh, no. and just takes it. And then so we get like, a call from his dad. Like, takes it from him or, like, takes it home? Like, he,
2: like it, he took it home, like, for himself. Okay, so he, like, put it in his pocket, hid it, and yeah, then brought it back home. It like, wasn't like he just was using it right there in front of him. No, like, he stole No,
3: it. no, And then he was, like, playing with it and stuff in front of, like, me and my wife. And I had no idea, like, it wasn't his. Mm. And How did um, you put that all together? Um, well, um, uh, my brother-in-law called
2: <laughs> cause, cause said, what the fuck bro. <laughs> yeah. Cause his
3: son like was like, Hey, you know, my son took, you know, his toys. And, and so Courtney confronted him and he was just like, well, she first was like, huh, do you remember those toys that, um, you're playing with, you know, with your cousin and, um, do you know anything about that? And, like, kind of just, like, fishing. And he he was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I remember those toys. And, like, he was, like, all skirting around the issue. And then, you know, she had to kind of confront him and be like, Did, you, did, did he deny it when she confronted him? <laughs> like, at f- – at first, sort of like just was trying to slough it off and like mm. hoping it was like in a breeze over, <laughs> and uh, and so she she kept prodding and then was like, look, like this is a serious thing and like started to like, you know, like I'm gonna give you one chance to kind of come clean with this and all, that. and then he finally came clean and was like, yes, you know, I took him, and um, you didn't give the Bangkok lecture. The what? Bangkok? The
1: Bangkok
2: isn't it Bangkok where they cut your hand off?
3: Oh, they oh, cut
1: your God. hand off, <laughs> yeah, oh <my> God. <laughs> for
2: stealing. I thought, that, I thought that's the tactic that all parents use. because <laughs> I think every kid steals at one point, oh. right? The, even if it's a, like a, like not meaning to, right? You just yeah. think that I could just take this. <laughs> well, you get a think. little hand and you get a
1: butcher knife and like, listen, <laughs> oh son, we God. have to get your hand in,
2: off no. <laughs> In Bangkok, is the we do it. But the thing is that where they do that, they do it somewhere. They do that, somewhere. Yeah, where is it, Doug?
3: Is it Philippines or? No, it's the Middle uh, East. Saudi Arabia. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's avoid that. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were <laughs> that place. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, no, I I'm just glad that on some level I wasn't there. Cause like for me, that's one of those things like stealing. I've just like even as a kid, like I never I never stole like so I don't really I don't know. I have like a certain like code that I operate by and like that's just like I was infuriated by this. And and uh so just for him, for me to recognize that, like he didn't understand the the problem initially, I'm like, wow, like, mm-hmm. th- th- like. So how do I how do I get to that level where it's gonna sting, and you know he's gonna understand that like you know this is not like something that I'm uh, you know th- it's, a big deal. Th- yeah,
1: it's a big deal. it's, it's a big mean, deal. It's a big deal. Really big deal. Kids uh, at that age because he's what seven? You said yeah, right. Kids at that age start to learn to really lie and steal and do stuff like that. And it's part of them really growing and learning and understanding things. And, and, and it's smart kids actually lie more, uh, even more. When they find like really precocious kids, kids that are really, really intelligent, they'll find that they lie even more almost because they enjoy the creating the situation where they're, you know, creating lies and imagination and whatever. So I wouldn't worry. So I don't think your kid's going to, I don't think he's going to be a thief.
3: Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I know. I and mean, like yeah. the, the, the rational the
1: side of me comes out, you know, later, but it's just
3: funny. Cause she, she'll tell me something like that and she handled it very well. Are you going like, to talk to him had a, about it? Well, or is it already done? Yeah, right? no, I still have to talk to him about it. Like <laughs> she told me right before I went to sleep last night and like, you know, I had to get up early and like train and. So I haven't had a chance to even, and he knows that that uh, the talk is coming. I like, I know. Yeah, talk is coming. (laughs) So so all day he was like, when I got home, Courtney didn't tell me about it, and so he was acting weird around. (laughs) How was he acting? Uh, for just, kids, for oh, I love you, Dad. And like no, he like was hugging me really excessively. You know, <laughs> like just like shaking, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. I like, didn't even know what's going on. I didn't like, wow, know. I was like, oh, so- oh wow, you know, he's he's being <laughs> real friendly today. Like you know, like, I don't get this all the time from you. This is great, you know.
2: And uh, so, isn't it funny how it, like it's just human nature for for the kids to naturally do that, right? Too it's like know that like okay, I'm in fucking trouble right now. Like I'm gonna love all over dad. Like you, oh, like man. you didn't teach him that. Like yeah. that's something that he just innately has,
1: right? That he all oh, of a sudden no. I'm gonna like help hug <laughs> oh, he dad, love on him. <clears throat> yeah, he knows. There's dude. this one uh, study that they do with kids. I love looking at these uh, uh, like studies that they do on kids because they're so fun to watch and see how children behave. And there's this one where I don't know what they use exactly. There's like candy or something on a table and a kid is sitting in a chair and then the researcher leaves the room and they tell them like, you can't, don't, don't have any of that candy. Okay. And the kid it's okay. And they leave the room and they wait to see how long before a kid grabs the candy and sneaks one. Cause there's all the, like a bunch of them. Right. So uh, they're yeah. like, Oh, they won't miss it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then what they'll do is they'll tell the kid, Hey, um, I'm gonna leave the room now. Don't eat the candy. And they're in the chair over here, and it's just an empty chair. In the chair over here is a magic uh, fairy, and they're gonna watch you. And they're gonna they're gonna watch you to make sure you don't steal. And then they leave, and then kids won't steal. Yeah like just some just feeling accountability. Like, yeah, like yeah. no, not just feeling like there's something there even yeah, though there's yeah, nothing well, there. The pres- yeah. And the kids won't do it cuz the magic well, fairy. Well, they did in the, the chair. same
3: there's the same study like that but with like an eye so like it was a sticker of an eye and they would put that like you said in the room or like so somebody on on the computer. Oh, I've heard of that. Your eye. Yeah, I've heard of they that. They put before. like a sticker of an eye on it and like the like the behavior was completely different. Oh, that's so cool. It was so it was so much more like a productivity and like less, you know, shenanigans happening and all. It was. It's interesting. Hey, that, did like, you guys psychology? Do,
2: did you guys do Elf on a Shelf? No, I don't yeah. do that shit. I thought you, you did do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, you so did, we're still, you did still do doing
3: that. Right so, and that's the other thing. So the, here's the other thing: is like that's we have that 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 magic Elf, you know, thing where it's like this extra bit of accountability, like, leading up to Christmas, right? And I I don't like to play into that because I'm like, I don't want to give it that power, you know? Yeah, because like, then you take it away self. when they figure out yeah. that space. Like, what, you're supposed to just be good right now? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Like and, and, like, I don't know. My, my wife really gets into it and, like, oh, we'll put – the, the elf's name's Pokio. Like, they, they name it themselves. Pokio? I, I have no idea why. Why do you, why, why do you have an Italian elf?
1: I don't know.
3: Is, it, is it Italian? Or, I thought it was more like Japanese or
1: something. Uh, Pokio. Pokio. Maybe it is Japanese. Yeah. I don't but know. Know. Maybe it's, is it's, it's spelled, like Pokemon. Is it spelled like, <laughs> it spelled like Pokey? <laughs> yeah, it's like Pokey. Yeah, like P-O-K-E. Pocchio? Or Pokio? I don't
2: know. Is like it P O C C H I like, yeah, sure. O? Pokemon. That's a time. Pokio. Who named the elf? Uh, my oldest. Oh, he did. Yeah. That's hilarious. So yeah. now every morning, I forget how it works. you Every morning you, you move it is that how well,
3: every, every night oh every night day. so you, oh, the, you're screwed and the okay.
2: nighttime, you move it you put pr- now do you like do you, or do you just like fucking put it whatever or do you Dude, actually prop it up you, and you do start shit? out
3: being all creative and then you're just like okay he's now he's sitting in this fucking thing you know like now he's over here <laughs> you know now he's over there he's on the couch you know whatever the first day he's like drinking coffee yeah, yeah. Oh, and oh, reading magazine it. he's like he's, fighting like iron man and you know he's he's flying like an x-wing and so I got like, at, at this point, I'm just like, okay, now he's like sitting on the windowsill. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> my fr- my fr- like, it's just like he's here, you know, whatever. Like, my, what's, but I have to like keep it up because my youngest, he's like so into it. Like he's just like he talks to him. He'll sit stand there and he'll like talk to him. He's like, Hi Pokio.
0: Will you do this and that for Santa? You
3: know like can you tell him I really want and then so we're all taking notes
1: of like what he wants, you know?
3: So that's so there's one good thing out of it. That's
1: hilarious. Man. that is that is, that is, that is so my so my my friends do the elf on the shelf and they did one where they had the elf squatting down. And pooping, but it was Hershey Kisses. Yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah. did you do that one too? Yeah. Oh, see, of course you did. Maybe it was you that did that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, was it you that said that when you're sick, you get like horny? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, you notice that now, yeah, huh? Yeah, weird, uh, man. Maybe yeah. you just subliminally. Maybe. I'm sure the listeners can tell that my voice sounds like shit. Because uh, I have a little bit of a cold. And last night I, I you told sound my, husky. Last night I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm going to bed early, man. I'm like, I need to go to bed early so I can get some sleep. So I get into bed, and then, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, she like Snuggles in the bed And kind of Snuggles up on me And I'm like Oh
3: shit Hey there Yeah we're We're yeah, gonna uh, yeah. We're gonna have some Half asleep sex right now <laughs> So I got no sleep
1: Yeah <laughs> not, not as
2: good Yeah mine stems All the way from childhood So I don't know Where the fuck yours comes from but Maybe I'm just uh,
1: Maybe it's anything yeah. for me. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know yeah. Dude water gets you that way dude.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure so is.
2: vulnerable right yeah. now
3: That's maybe what it uh, is I don't know Let's do this Oh you Doug
2: Bring on the bird <laughs>
0: being brought to you by chimera coffee it's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner calmer and more focused buzz without the crash click the chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code mindpump at checkout for 10 percent off it's the, motherfucking quad. the eagle has
2: landed
0: all right our first question is from nick belden what are some ways you guys practice becoming uncomfortable, researching opposing views, taking cold showers, etc.? Well, those two right off the gates. I mean,
2: I, I think everybody in this room, anytime that we, we look up or we're reading something, I, I don't I think we always and sometimes it's the other guy who, who makes sure that he, he pulls his weight and challenges that. But we always look at both sides. Like I don't think there's ever a time where it's like we read something and it's like, oh, this is truth. Mm -hmm. Like for me at least, I don't know. I grew I I grew up before this whole the internet craze happened, and then afterwards, and so I'm very skeptical of what I read. And and you've people that have been listening to the show for a long time used to hear me tease Sal about you know being like, because it's on Google, it's fucking true or what? Because (laughs) there is a lot of bullshit out there. and There's a lot of bias, and there's a lot of ways that you could take some information and you can. Put a spin on it to uh, to argue it either way. I feel like I can, you know, especially like with fitness stuff. I can mm-hmm. I can debate a topic and defend it, and then I can also point out the flaws. So I think we always uh, search out people uh, opposing views, um, taking cold showers. Is definitely uh, something that I do to make myself. It's not like I do it to make myself feel uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to take a freezing cold shower,
1: but that's why your body adapts. Right, exactly. Who is, so, I think doc, Dr. Andy Galpin yeah. says uh, made, said this line, which I thought was excellent. And it's you're either adapting or you're optimizing. Optimizing, yeah, yeah. So optimizing would be like making everything awesome, like being perfectly comfortable. You know, optimizing your diet, optimizing everything so that you're just you're just this machine but when you're optimized you're not adapting because your body's not under any kind of stress. Right. It's the adaptation that gets you to get better. To get better, change and progress right. and you yeah, have you, to be uncomfortable for that to happen. You're like recalibrating to
3: to kind of create a new standard like so once you get to that new standard you still have to pursue and and really stretch yourself in a different direction. So yeah, like to make yourself uncomfortable again creates more growth. Once you get to that growth period, you want to keep, you know, come back to whatever that new sort of homeostasis is again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that I've done for a long time is uh, I love Facebook because there's lots of pages and groups that you can follow, and it encourages just the format of Facebook encourages discussion. And so, you know, back in the day when I had my, my, my personal training, you know, facility or wellness facility in the middle of the day, I would always have a break that would last about, I don't know, three hours or so. So I would train clients in the morning. Then I would lift weights and do all my thing, which would take me about an hour and a half to two hours. And then what I used to do is I would eat lunch or something and I'd sit in front of my computer and I would go on Facebook and I would discuss, debate, whatever with different groups. And Something that I learned to do, and part of the reason why I did this is it made me uh, a better um it made me better at my positions or stronger my positions or educated me more in what I thought was the right you know thing to to think or whatever is I would go to the opposite side. I used to do this all the time i 'd go on the opposite side i 'd follow pages that I disagreed with, and i 'd get in these debates and arguments with people who were on the other side. Now, the hard thing about that is it's very difficult to find people you disagree with who will also debate with you without calling you names or right, right. yelling at you or you know or blocking you. Um, and so you have to be very careful. You have to be very respectful. You have to let the person know that you're... Listen, I appreciate this discussion. Um, I disagree with you, but I appreciate it. So I would say that several times. And I would talk and discuss with people different positions. And sometimes I would... Change my position, which you know uh, I started to learn to enjoy. I mean, there's really nothing better than, from from my point of view, there's nothing better than firmly believing something and then f- realizing that I'm wrong. Right. And the reason why that's awesome is because uh, I'm I no longer have to live being wrong. Like, oh shit, thank you. Like I learned this, and I was thinking this the other thing before, but now I realize I was wrong. I appreciate that now I know this because before. You know, 10 minutes ago, I did not realize this at all. So, But a lot of people have tough of tough time <clears throat> with that because they identify so strongly with what they believe mm-hmm. that if somebody changes their opinion or proves them wrong with facts or objective <laughs> argument, it means to them that it challenges their entire being. Like if all of a sudden, if I think, you know, if, uh, politics is a good example because people get so fired up about it. If I think my political views are totally and 100 true and accurate and right and somebody comes to me and presents to me very strong objective evidence that what i'm saying what i believe is not right if i identified really strongly with my political views like that's who i am that's this is me then you know how can i possibly change my views i'm not one that's who i am right that's, that's what i believe right so it makes things very very difficult and it's- fitness is i hate to say this i was just going
2: to say fitness is just like this isn't that this. weird it's mm-hmm. just like this and you know i so something i'm currently going through right now and I, and I talk about putting myself in an uncomfortable situation is you know i i i had it's been now i started 6 months ago it's been i'm on week 7 i think right now of of no testosterone and talk about a fucking rough ride for me. Oh right yeah, now. you've gone off everything. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's and I'm my fucking sex drives in the floor, and I'm I've lost all kinds of lean body mass, and part. But I'm still training. I'm still working out, and I've changed my focus over to you know basketball type shape, and I'm getting into work like that, and still continuing my mobility, and you know a lot of that challenges my insecurities. A lot of that challenges. Uh, you know the guy who always wanted to be bigger and buff, and you know so i and I know that, and so I intentionally do that to myself, where I'll put myself through that just to just to force growth to know that like you know I need to learn to love my body, love my physique, love it where at all levels of health and fitness because I could still be you know lean, good shape like I'm getting in right now, but i'm just don't I don't look the same way as I did a year ago, and I, that's okay because I never identified with that guy. And I think a lot of people do, though. They, they attach themselves to whatever their image or whatever it is that they've created for themselves, and then to break out of that is really tough. Same thing goes for training modalities. People get in this this camp of how they train and work out. And they follow the same shit over and over and over and they don't realize that their, their body has become so efficient at that modality that it's like you're not seeing the change that you're seeking. You say you want change. You say you want your body change, but you're not willing to make the change. And so I'm always catching myself, you know, with starting to go back into patterns where I get stuck in a phase one or whatever. And so I know like a lot of times <clears throat> when we're, you know, I don't follow our maps to an exact T. We all modify in our own way. And there's times where if I, I feel like I've been in phase one, I'll jump all the way to phase three just and then challenge myself to stay in there longer than what I would because I know I everyone gravitates towards a phase, right, that they love to do more than than others. And I always say it on the show all the time, too, that the, normally what you need to be doing is what you're not doing, mm-hmm. and that's what's best for your body. And so I'm always trying to, to do that. And I'm not... I'm not perfect. I catch myself doing this shit all the time, and I think that it just starts with awareness, and then when you once you're aware of it, and then is making that decision to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations.
3: Yeah, yeah. You- I mean, I don't know. I guess this question somewhat relates to what what I've been thinking about, like all, like constantly now, and and, and I think that. <clears throat> life has a way of sort of presenting things. as like, Hey, you're out of balance, you know? And, um, like what you've been doing has, has been seeking, like, I've been, I've been really throttling down on trying to grow, 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 grow. But you know, like understanding where the balance is, I think that's the new, that's the new frontier for me that I'm really trying to kind of wrangle and understand and, and, and pull back in in, in order to, you know, press myself even further out. I've been pressing myself, uh, in all kinds of different directions and too many different directions. And to, to understand that has been really tough because I feel like if I'm doing that, like, I feel like this is what I have to do. Like I have to I have to always challenge myself in like every different facet possible. I have to be the best dad. I have to be the best, you know, husband. I have to be the best, you know, person, you know, working for this company. I have to contribute the most with this or, you know, I have to do all these things and I have to tackle all these problems. And, um, you know, like my, my biggest problem is that, you know, I have these associations with, um, like I don't quit, you know, I don't quit anything. Like that's always been the driving mechanism for me my whole life. I don't quit. And um, I have to learn that there's some things I have to just like release, and there's some things I have to like.
1: That's the uncomfortable part for you. That's
3: uncomfortable. So, for me, like that's something I'm 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 currently going through that, and like trying to like figure out, okay, what what will you know optimize me right now? Because I don't even know what optimization is. Mm. Like I don't know what that looks like. So cutting like certain things to like bring me to that state so then i can you know go forward and and move you know and press myself hard again and go through that sort of sprint period but you know i have to understand now like what's going to benefit me the most and so that's have you cut out something
2: have you cut out something recently that has has helped you in that direction or have you have Mm -hmm. you applied that yet is there something that you're
3: yeah there's a few things um and uh i think uh like little side projects and other things that I've I've gotten myself into, you know, business-wise or like even just with my friends, um, there's certain there's certain things that have been hard because, you know, I want to help people out all the time. Like if somebody asked me for something to do something with them or like, I have this project, dude, could you help me, you know, get this up and running and I want you to be a part of it. And I'm like, you know, I'll help you whatever way I can or whatever. And uh, there's, I've just had to like, be like, nope, you know, I can't, I can't contribute to this. Like it's, it's taking up too much of my time. Like I, I need to focus and I need to like put, you know, effort into my family more like things like this pop up, like with my son, like this would never happen. You know, like i was <laughs> just like, it keeps reiterating, you know, like to myself, I'm like, wow, this is a sign for me that like, you know, I need to like uh, focus, you know, while I'm here and like establish what is, true north and what is, like, the moral compass of this house, you know? Right. And, like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I swear I'm not emotional. I was
1: just, like, a cough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you freaked me out there for a yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I, was I like, know. Oh. It sounded like, oh, my God,
3: I'm going to start crying, you guys. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, but it's it It's kind of like, you know, it's a little bit of an emotional thing for me. But, like, it it's tough, man. Like, and I've also, like, gone through – um you know like the process of like trying to invent something and like you know like uh, this is this is that sort of elephant for me that like dude i put so much effort in this thing but like look is it benefiting you no this isn't benefiting me you know right and like you just have to like come to grips with what what you can do that's that's going to benefit yourself your family like what's what's what are the things that you can kind of narrow it down to that's going to like move you forward and you're going to thrive. And so like, you know, it, it, it's a pride thing that you have to kind of kick that aside. You Maybe know? one of
2: the, one of the biggest and most common challenges, I think for doers, mm-hmm. if you're a doer, you tend to, to pride yourself on completing tasks and to being able to accomplish and to never quit. And, but I tell you what, that, that skill set, learning to, to really, uh, harness that right or you get better at it uh will serve you so much better so so much better and oh, I, yeah. I remember going through very very similar stuff i think you know what i think uh failing at enough businesses i think has helped me i think early on when i first would do something you know i would you know because i'm ex- i'm a very passionate person anything i do if i apply myself to something or i say i'm gonna do something i'm fucking super passionate i know you guys are the same way too uh but i I know a long time ago on the show i I talked about you know loving something but not marrying it. And I that that I don't remember if I read that somewhere or what, but I know that was something that stuck with me back then mm-hmm. because there was things that I I'm always passionate about stuff. I love everything that I do. I put my heart and soul into it, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. I think that's how see, you are successful. But then also knowing when to cut your losses or knowing when to you
1: when know, it's done serving you.
2: Yeah, exactly. When yeah. it's exactly when it's no longer serving serving you at all. Especially when you know I I would have things on uh, other things on my plate that were serving me so much more. And it's like if I just put ten more percent
1: into that that mm-hmm. part of my life, it's yeah. going to feed me back forty percent. And also, also redefining, you know, what you what success means to you. Because sometimes success is not what you think. Sometimes you think to yourself, "Oh, success is going to be that." I'll give you an example. When I had my uh, my my fitness studio, success to me would have been having fifteen locations and you know have all these members and whatever. And the reality was that the success that it brought me was not that. The success that it brought me was it completely molded and shaped in it, me into the fitness personality and person that I am today. If I didn't if I never had that, I would a hundred percent still be that meathead, you know, that just understands building muscle and that kind of stuff. I would not be who I am today and talk about the things that I talk about today. And so I needed that. I needed that period of time for for this to happen, for mind pump to happen. Not realizing I thought it was a failure, but when I look back, it was a total success. This wouldn't be possible for me if it wasn't for that. And so I think sometimes we forget that things serve us in ways that we fail to recognize. Shit, bro. That's a, that, that's yep. the same thing with
2: people too, man. And people have a hard time uh, accepting that is that people, there's people in your life that served a purpose and served a time in your life that was very, very important. Maybe it was a best friend who helped you through a tough time and you guys grew together. But a lot of times as you you grow and you age and you evolve, especially if you're growth minded, sometimes you grow outgrow people. And I have seen so many and I've been for sure the same person. I, you know, hang on to a friendship longer than I should have because I really like the person, right? And it's okay to really like the person, but if you're surrounding yourself with the, a person that you know and you, is you not, feel like you're the person that's carrying them, right? right? And that yeah. and I was notorious for that. Yeah. I was the, I was the friend that was kind of I was always giving, 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 giving. And that just you can't it's really tough for you to continue to evolve and grow if you're constantly putting out all this energy and you're right. not really getting a lot of it back and I think having the awareness to to be able to see that is such an important trait to have. Oh, that was so
3: tough. I mean, I remember having business partnerships and stuff, like, going through, like, and you just realize, wow, I am carrying you, like, this whole time. Like, I, like, I just remember, like, coming in, uh, I, I was I was hiring this nutritionist to kind of help me, like, back in the day um, to kind of handle, like, some of my high-end clients and also, like, uh, this guy that was uh, – he was also, in conjunction, he was making – Uh, He was a, he was a chef that was like making them their meals and everything had this whole thing kind of set up. I was trying to build so much value to this process and uh, they just, it just got to a point where like I could do most of what they did, but like, I, I understood that. Ah uh, man, like w- what I was doing was like going out of my way to try and really like get their business up and running for them. I was trying to get this other person's business up and running for them. You know, they're they're leaning on me to set up all the structure for all the stuff to, um, you know, get get their phone lines all attached to my phone lines. And like it, it just got to a point where it was like so interwoven and there was no. There was no give back like in the the entire process, Mm -hmm. and I just had to like. I'm like, I just realized like, and it's so funny because Courtney's like one of the first people to point these type of relationships out to me, you know. And I and I don't want to hear it because I care about these people
1: and I want to help them. right. right. And it's easier for her because she's outside of it. Yeah, you know, it's easier to you know when you're watching. When you're watching a football game and you're in the game and you're playing, you're not seeing the field. You're not seeing everything. You're not seeing as much as a spectator who's sitting above the whole field and seeing everything that's going on. And so sometimes you're so caught up, in—I this happens to me all the time, I'll be so caught up in what I'm doing that I have to stop, take an outside view, and then say, what kind of advice would I give myself if I was someone else? Yeah, and a lot of times it's advice I don't want. You know what I mean? You don't want to hear it, oh, but yeah. you do it anyway. Yeah. I don't know how we went all the way over there on yeah. this one, but it's... I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll Get left. us you back did. on track, Doug. All right, our next question is from Anthony Lifts eighteen. Pretty sure I'm addicted to low-carb Blue Monster. <laughs> 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 Dude, <laughs> Any I, mean, tips I remember that drink. On how to stop, when I don't have one, I can't wake up and function. I'm pretty sure it is not good for my health. I have two a day. Yeah, so uh,
1: what they're experiencing is because the comment of "I can't get up and function unless I have one." Well, have you
2: have you dealt with this personally yourself? Were you ever somebody that was addicted to these things at
1: all? Oh, not not this in particular, but to stimulants, dude. I for
2: sure I had gotten up to. Remember when Rockstar had the cola flavor? Oh, I remember. I was. Fucking drinking! I in the morning at seven. They used to be two. They used to be two for five dollars. Drinking the lemonades right next to my house. Right, I yeah. would pick that up first thing in the morning. I'd have t- I'd have two. I'd have one on the drive over to work, and then within like by ten a.m., I was having like the, the second big, one. Tall boy
1: version. Yes, yeah. dude. I was at like clockwork. I did that for years, yeah. <laughs> years. <laughs> so I did that with uh, Speedstacks. I did that with yeah. Rip Force or Ephedra. Caffeine for sure. It was all stimulants, and the body starts to adapt to these stimulants by reducing its own production of your own natural wake-up energy chemicals, your catecholamines, epinephrine, norepinephrine. It'll actually start to produce less of those, and it will start to close off the receptors that uh, you know whatever stimulant you're taking attaches to. And so this person is is in the middle of hardcore adaptation, hardcore addiction, if you will. And it is addiction because when you go off, whoever this guy is, Anthony, when you go off, you are going to have withdrawal. I hate to break it to you, but you are going to notice withdrawal. Well,
2: I think you can do this. Like so, you can you can mitigate some of it. Uh, but
1: you're and, and, have- and, I, and I've and I've
2: been through this more than once, right? So, like you have speed sack, I've kind of gone through like these little cycles, and you know I've done cold turkey, and I've we- so what worked for me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use Organifi since they're our sponsor, so that's my bias plug. But even if you didn't have Organifi, if you had like this a healthy juice or a healthy drink
0: replace that, with, Yeah,
2: so I love... The green juice is perfect for this, right? Because it's got some decent flavor to it, and it's good for you. That's
1: actually and, perfect because it, and has it, has, yes, it has ashwagandha in it, it, right. it, which is an adaptogen, which will actually help with the withdrawal.
2: Right. For sure. So, and, and what I would... Instead of going cold turkey and getting rid of two, like, I'm, I'm going to have one still, and then I'm going to I'm gonna have the other one I'm going to replace with green juice, and then I'm going to go... I'm going to do that for about a week or so, mm. and then I'm going to cut to the... To, slowly Yeah, it. then slowly cut to, like, half, and then to nothing, and when I've done that, I feel like it's an easy transition doesn't feel like death because if you get used to 600 milligrams of caffeine every morning and then all of a sudden you cut it out, like you might get headaches and shit.
1: Yeah, because you'll feel like shit. Especially in the morning, what it's doing is it's actually, you're artificially replacing cortisol because in the morning, cortisol is supposed to spike. And the reason why you feel like shit in the morning is either your body's not responding to your cortisol anymore or your body's actually producing uh, not producing a lot of cortisol in the morning and producing more... Later on in the evening, you may even have issues with sleep. Later on, so yeah, these are strong signs that it's time to wean yourself off uh, these caffeine or stimulant-based drinks and stay off of them for a little while. You know, give yourself a few months. You may actually find, and this is I've had this happen several several times with clients where I'll slowly wean them off of stimulants uh, for you know whatever reason and then 2 3 months into it they're like i have more energy than i had before it's, oh, it's, it's yeah pain, not only energy, not, not only good.
2: that but you, you at one point it'll actually taste like shit mm. i mean if i was somebody who could drink the rock stars every single day multiple if you were to hand me one of those right now because it it's been gross. oh it tastes uh, disgusting
3: yeah i moved on to coffee i mean it's not like the best you grew
1: up
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: exactly like i became a uh, you know adult and, uh, I started drinking coffee, but I mean, I still have to go through periods of the same process of, of weaning out and, and scaling down my intake because it can, I mean, it can get excessive and, and you have to realize, um, your habits and re- right now you recognize that, right. Which is great. Like you at least recognize the fact that this is probably not good for me and, and maybe I should do something about
2: it. So, which already is a huge win because I it feel is. like the, part of what I remember when we first came out on this and we, and we talked a lot of shit about, you know, uh, professionals out there that were, you know, saying that you know artificial sweeteners are okay, and they drink lots sure. of energy drinks, and then some of them are sponsored by Monster and Rockstar and stuff like that, and it's just like. Dude, here here's the thing. It's whether whether we can debate that right now on like where how bad this is for us. Hundred percent. There's addictive properties to it. Yeah. 100%, oh yeah. 100%, it's engineered in there. Hundred percent. So when so when you're a health professional and you're somebody who's trying to be better, like promoting that. And I'll be the first to admit, it, like I was fucking just as guilty of doing that. Which is also why we're so passionate about it. When we see other professionals that that promote it, because it's just like man. Not saying that you can't have Rockstar every once in a while. I'm sure, you know, there's stuff that I intake all the time when I, that I know I probably shouldn't. But I'm most certainly not going to present that to my audience as like, hey, this is a great alternative yeah. choice. Like You don't see me screenshotting my Diet Cokes, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah and, you know, uh, the other thing, too, with with these uh, stimulants is, I'll tell you what, and this maybe I shouldn't say this, but one of the best feelings in the world is when you've weaned yourself off of stimulants for a while and then you take them again. Yeah.
0: Fucking great. Oh, like, there's nothing
1: yeah. like going
0: off of you coffee. You recreate that, that. Oh
1: dude. That buzz. I do this with everything. I yeah. do this with coffee. I do this with cannabis even. You know, I yeah. use cannabis occasionally and sometimes it works its way up into where I'm using it more than, you know, once a week, twice a week, 3 days a week. Then I'll stop using it for a week. Then I'll have it you again. Get sharper. I'll have it again and I'm like, yeah. "Oh shit, like this is the greatest feeling ever." Same thing with caffeine. I'll go off caffeine, then I'll have some caffeine and I will ha- I'll, like break PR- PRs in my workouts. So, have fun with it. Right. There you go.
0: Next question is from Sincerely Jazz. Have you ever had female clients be insecure about their muscle? I find myself covering my muscles up sometimes because I feel like some might think I'm overdoing it. I take rest days and have a good relationship with food. I just genuinely love training and eating healthy. This oh, is man. this
2: is actually really common.
1: Interesting. It is.
2: It's yeah. very, very common. And I, and I looked up her picture. She looks fantastic. And... I, I used to have clients all the time. I mean, it's like the number one thing that I, I think a female would say to me when she's wanting to get in shape is, "Hey, I want to I want to get in shape, but I don't want to build a bunch of muscle." So it's definitely an insecurity for a lot of a lot of women, and it's unfortunate because it is so hard for like 99% of women to actually build muscle. It's like so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you're lucky, if you're one of the blessed ones that actually does build some good muscle, like I don't know what this per, this girl looks like, but I mean, if you're if you're blessed and lucky to do that, that's fucking awesome. And anybody that thinks otherwise is just a hater because right, that's a great position whereas, to be in.
3: Yeah. Do you think like it's the community around her that maybe is presenting this as an insecurity? Like, like she's like just maybe thinking of it as like, oh, I'm showing off or something. Like, because uh, that's that's what everybody wants. You know, at the end of the day, is they want to be nice, lean, healthy, like and comfortable in their own skin. And so.
1: You know. Oh,
2: shit, she looks badass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's fit. She's oh, lean. Oh, dude, she looks badass. She's not even she's not even massive. I think you just think... need different friends. Well, here's the thing. People might comment that you're a little too muscular. Uh, you're not. Shit, I, I think fuck you, you look natural. You look badass. Yeah, you look natural. Yeah, you, you look, look, look amazing. You look badass. Don't even fucking but listen to them. you know what it is. They're commenting on It's not that you have more, t- too much muscle. It's that you're lean. This right. is the other thing, too, is that you'll get uh, I'll have female clients that I'll work with. They'll get really lean, and then people will comment and say things like you have too much muscle when they're 110 pounds. In reality, it's just that they're really lean. And when you get really lean, especially the definition in your shoulders and arms will start to show and people will make comments. But here's the deal. Like if you, if you have a good relationship with food and exercise, like you say you do, um, and you love lifting weights and stuff, like here's what you need to do. You need to stop giving fucks about what other people Mm, think. That's it. That's the move. For reals, stop giving a shit what other people think. You love it. You love your body. You're taking care of yourself. You enjoy it. If you have a good relationship with these things, who cares what people think? And if people have a problem with you, uh, the people around you have a problem with you, that's a reflection it's not of, your problem no
2: it's their, no. It's a reflection of themselves it, it is
1: I'll tell you what you're, you're, it's, I guarantee it's always
2: somebody who's out of shape yes because nobody nobody yes. who's in shape is going to walk up to you Dude. the way your body looks and go you know what I think you're too much Dude, Like yeah. no, it, no no, fit person is going to say that <laughs> somebody out of shape who wishes they were in shape yeah. so I've I'm actually trying and take you
1: down but. I've actually had comments where I'm going to go on a trip with a bunch of friends or whatever and we're going to be at a pool or whatever and they'll comment and be like, oh, fuck, Sal's coming. I better start working out or something. Oh, (laughs) God, I know. (laughs) Because, it, it, you know, it makes... It does make other people... It's like a mirror to someone. Like, you know, I have... Okay, so I had a friend who... she's She's a mom and she loves working out. She listens to the show religiously. She started with MAPS Anabolic and she's done MAPS Aesthetic and she looks phenomenal. She's got a phenomenal physique. And my... At the time when I was married... You know, my ex i I could tell it kind of bothered her a little bit, and mainly it's because this other woman also had a job, also had kids, and yet looks fit and feels fantastic. And my ex was threatened by it because what is like you if you're okay, if, if you're looking at some twenty year old girl who doesn't have kids and whatever, it's easier for you to be like, Oh, well of course she looks like that. It's cause she's got you know, right. she has all the time in the world. But now she's looking at someone with a similar life who's also very fit, and you feel threatened by it. So it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the other person. It's threatening to them because they themselves, it's a mirror held up to their face, and them them saying, oh, shit, I don't feel good about myself. You know, I don't feel fit or whatever, and I feel insecure. But, I mean, again, if you have a healthy It's a relationship- compliment. It's a total compliment. Yeah. Yeah, you, you
2: just, when you, if, you're, if you can walk into a gym and you can- and, you can get someone to say something to you. It doesn't even matter if it's negative or not. It means that you're, you're without speaking, your physique has triggered somebody else, whether it's triggered for the positive, where they come over and they say, oh my God, you look amazing, or triggered them for the bad to feel insecure about themselves and walk over and say, you know, that's too much. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a fucking compliment yeah. because you've got a physique that that's,
1: that, that's that badass. Re- just reply with this. It always gets people to shut the fuck up. When someone comes up to you and said, hey, don't you think you have too much muscle now? I'd be like, no, I love it. And that's it. It's over. It's, I love it. What are yeah. they going to say now? Right. You know. Yeah. Oh, but you don't think it's too much? No, no, no. I love it. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And then just change the conversation. <laughs> don't let it bother you whatsoever and watch what happens to them.
0: It really fucks with them. Don't destroy them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next question is from Sarah Ford. Do you think having a higher level of education in a health exercise science degree program would help someone have an edge in the fitness industry in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely can. Absolutely. Definitely can.
1: Especially if you're specialized. So if you're uh, like you're training special population, uh, like the elderly, or you're working with injuries or rehab, then education, uh, higher education in health and exercise, is a huge plus because when you're dealing with uh, like rehab, for example. You need to have a different level of understanding of biomechanics, the human body, muscles, how to diagnose, how to correct things or whatever than just your typical personal trainer. That being said, it's not a guarantee that you're going to have an edge. Because uh, well,
2: I I think going to school and doing a science degree like that, it's like it's all you're doing is you're adding all of these tools in your belt. You still if you're going to be a mechanic. Right. And you're going to go fix people. At the end of the day, your reps is going to be the best thing for you. Right. And we preach that all the time about, you know, well, I mean, I, Sal and I didn't even finish our college. So I think that reps I, I didn't are. Even, I didn't even start it. But I'll tell you what uh, it was. You know, I had to. I used the wrong wrench a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to figure it out and use it. And then I found the right tool. Where when you go to school like that, it they supply you with all these great tools, and then it's for you to go out there and apply those tools and that knowledge that you got from school. And I think that the combination of two of those can make you a a fucking triple threat. I think it's Mm -hmm. an incredible strength for you to to get that and have an edge. Yeah,
3: if you're very passionate about it and you're going through the education like at school. And um, you're getting a lot out of it. Of course, that's going to translate to you in the field and it's going to carry with you and have an advantage from that aspect. I think that um, just the way that it's structured and the way that I went through um, college and, and the education process, it was like this mad hustle to get through it. And I was like, the whole time I'm just trying to. It still is, dude. That's, I'm just trying to get through it. It still is, and, that and way. it's just it's convoluted. There's there's all these different things at once that you're trying to study, and you know I, I knew that I I really loved uh, biomechanics, and I loved um, you know everything I was learning, but I didn't I didn't have the chance to really. Fully immerse myself in
2: it. What do you guys think? I think that we should have, to, I think like college should be like everyone should, after high school, do like a year of working and then you go to college. I feel like work first, yeah, work first for a year just so you can get a little feel of what it's well, like. Honestly, then, that would be, yeah, that'd I isn't think, there, isn't there a country where that uh,
1: I don't know, but I think there should be more, um, just simultaneous even. What like is it called? Senior, like trade internship, there needs to be more like yeah. trade school type stuff. Like, right, right, right. let's say you want to be a personal trainer, I think a very smart program would be to go be an apprentice for a year under a master trainer. You'll learn way more in that fucking year than you would going to take, you know, listen to lectures and stuff like that in classrooms because there's so much you learn on the job in fitness that you can't necessarily learn in a classroom. I've, I've, I've hired most of the trainers I've hired in the past had far more education than me. Most of them, a lot of them did. And I taught them a lot of what they learned about personal training because they had zero experience right. uh, doing it. They just had the they understood the books of it and they understood the the concepts and the terms, but they didn't know how to how to apply it. Now, when I think of higher level of education, I don't I don't necessarily think of college when it comes to fitness. Today, you can you can enjoy uh, and take advantage of taking different courses and learn different things. Right. Like you could take the you know. Dr. Spina's class, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could take, you know, you could do Eldoa, you could do check certifications, which are very different from NASM type certifications, which are very different from, you know, some of these other fitness certifications. Oh man, if you just go through what you just if you just
2: do that, I tell you what, you go through the the ones you just named right now, and you're going to blow the doors off of most people that went absolutely. to four years in their yep. k- their kines degree for sure. If you t- if you talk you talk FRC you talk about uh check Czech, NASM NASM and then what was it? The, there's another one too that we were just talking about
1: Oh Eldoa was a good Oh Eldoa yeah so mm-hmm. the, those i mean because you're going to you're going to address that's actually before so those the cool thing about certifications and these kind of courses is that a lot of this information is is cutting edge and it will probably be taught later on oh, right, in the yeah. schools you know right, what i'm saying right, but they're right. just you're not going to learn them there Right, no. no, it's so true, right? I mean, the check, Paul Check alone, his courses alone, he's been talking about things like gut, gut health, twenty years ago, core stability training, and all those other things. Like way before, he was laughed at for a long time before anybody else. But if he, if you had, to if you take his course, you would have been ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's that's the other thing you could do. Uh, listen, before we sign off, I'm gonna give you your tip of the week. I want to talk about for about five minutes on occlusion training. It's not that often in the 20 years that I've uh, been in fitness where something has really blown me away in terms of its efficacy and it's that something actually that's different. Occlusion training is one of those things. Now, occlusion training is when you take. Uh, let's, and I'm going to use the arms as an example, I'll take a knee wrap and I'll wrap it around my upper arm right where my uh, shoulder meets my bicep or right up in the armpit area and I'll wrap it around my arm and I'll do it tight enough to uh, occlude or prevent some of the blood outflow. So in other words, I'm not tying it off so tight that I'm cutting off the circulation to my arms, but I'm tying it off tight enough so that blood can glow into the muscle, but it doesn't come out as easily. Then I go do some exercises and I get this intense pump, way, way more intense than you normally would because I'm actually amplifying what happens with a normal pump. You also get this really crazy burn because what occluding is doing is it's preventing uh, waste from removing uh, or, or it's preventing, excuse me, waste removal. So as the blood is pumping out of the muscle, it's also removing waste. But if I occlude it, that waste builds up in the muscle, which gives me this crazy burn. Uh, my muscles fatigue very quickly, but that waste buildup is what stimulates muscle growth and it happens very quickly and it produces a little bit of damage. The cool thing about that is you can add occlusion training to your routine and not compromise your recovery uh, like you would if you added another five sets of heavy barbell curls or whatever. And Occlusion works best for the extremity, so biceps, triceps. Quads, hamstrings, and calves. It's extremely effective. Literally, adding uh, occlusion to your workouts once or twice a week, you'll notice uh, a difference in your muscle size. With no, no joke, within a couple weeks, um, there's a lot of science supporting it. Also, it's not something that it's something that we just learned about uh, rather recently. I'd say over the last five years, but it's actually been studied for several decades. It originated in Japan. And there's uh, probably, uh, I don't know, 50 or 100 studies that have been done on it to show that it's uh, effective and safe. Uh, You're seeing people using it in rehab, uh, physical therapy offices, athletes are starting to use it, bodybuilders are starting to use it. So it's a very interesting tool. You can look it up on Google. There's lots of good information. We've done some videos on the Mind Pump TV uh, YouTube channel on occlusion training. We also have a guide that breaks it down and kind of tells you how to use it. And you can find that at mindpumpmedia.com. Uh, also, of course, I mentioned the YouTube channel. Go there and subscribe. Besides occlusion videos, we have videos on exercises, techniques, nutrition, you name it, it's there. Uh, tons of videos. I don't know how many we've already posted, probably almost 300 at least. So go to YouTube, subscribe
0: to that channel. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.